This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and happy Friday. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's the 24th of June. And first today, a man who broke another man's jaw during an attack in Margate has been sent to prison. It happened in February 2020 over a woman they'd both been seeing. She also got involved in the violence. Danny Lees, who's 41 and from Princess Anne Road in Broadstairs, has been locked up for 18 months. A busy road near Maidstone's been closed after a gas main fire. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of the blaze which broke out on Maidstone Road in Sutton Valence overnight. Our reporter Alan Smith's been to the scene. I understand that the particular gas main involved was a junction being put into a new housing development on the Warm Lake estate. The work had been completed on Wednesday and was just waiting to be infilled uh, with the road uh, construction. And it's a mystery to the SGN engineers here on site why uh, a fire suddenly started in the early hours of the morning. Uh, In any case, the engineers have turned off the gas supply, the gas main, to the area, so it is now safe. They're just waiting for a particular junction to cool down before they carry out any necessary repairs. No properties seem to have lost their gas as a result of this, uh, other than the supply to the Warm Lake development site, uh, which is just opposite. Uh, we don't believe that there is anybody living there at the moment. Locally, the traffic has been diverted down country lanes through Chart Sutton. Quite busy at the moment down there and I expect it will get very busy this evening in the rush hour if the diversions are still in place. So I suggest people avoid the area completely if they can. Next, trains across Kent have been severely disrupted again today as a knock-on effect from yesterday's rail strikes. More industrial actions due to take place tomorrow, which might make it difficult to get to any weekend events you have planned. Tudor Price is from the Kent's Invicta Chamber of Commerce. For things to have got to this stage is is really calamitous. Um, we all know that the economy is sort of still trying to recover from the pandemic. Things were looking reasonably good. Then it was, we started to hit inflation and supply chain issues. And the timing of this uh, dispute could not be worse for the economy at the moment, um, not least of which for the, the railways themselves, because, of course, they're trying to encourage people back into the offices. They're trying to encourage commuters to, to return. Um, and this sort of thing just undermines the people's confidence and trust in, in the whole railway network. It's not the fact that they strike for a couple of days. It's the disruption in between the fact that people decide to cancel events or to delay training sessions or to um, to postpone uh, other activity, which all of which has a sort of an accumulative effect over a period of time. So it's hard to quantify at this stage. But for every day it goes on, it's going to get more expensive uh, and exponentially so. So uh, the sooner the the two parties get around the table and hammer out some sort of deal, uh, the better it will be for all of us in the long run, not just 
the commuters and the transport people, but also you know the, the rail workers themselves. Kent Online News. An investigation's underway following a suspected arson attack in Larkfield. A fire broke out at the back of a house on Brooklands Road yesterday afternoon. No one was hurt, but it's being treated as suspicious. There's been a rise in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent for the second week running. 139 patients were being treated in the county on Tuesday. That's up from 81 the previous week. Latest figures show COVID cases have also increased by a third in the seven days to last Saturday. A Dartford woman's revealed how a brain tumour left her unable to cry and with no sense of taste or smell. 47-year-old Michelle Francis started to feel unwell but says it didn't even cross her mind how serious it was. She's told the Kent Online podcast what happened. It was June 2020 um, and it was in the thick of Covid um, with lockdown and I just thought I was just feeling low because of we were all isolated, weren't we? I was working from home, there was a lot of uh, politics going on at work, um, we've closed it down some services and I started to feel really unmotivated with work and then I started to get symptoms of very low mood, um, blurred vision, had numbness on my side of my body, um, ringing in my ears and I just, just my whole personality, I just felt like a dark cloud was over me. I uh, presented the symptoms to the GP and they treated me for sinuses and gave me some antidepressants once. Uh, went to an opticians, went for counselling. I just, I just felt really low and just didn't feel very well. I was very antisocial, wasn't really into alcohol. Um, just really miserable. <laughs> and a lot of complaining about my attitude to people. I was quite abrupt with people. And then in December, just gone, um, I had what I think was a seizure. And then on New Year's Eve, I got called in by the GP with my partner, Dave, and we went in and I got told that I had a seven centimeter meningioma tumor on the left side on my optic nerve. It suppressed all my emotions. Um, didn't know anything about tumors. When I got told, didn't cry, just soldiers on, autopilot, but it was still quite a concern because I needed to touch base with my feelings. Days like this, I want to spread awareness and, you know, um, it's not just about the money. I'm, I really want to share my experience with people because, honestly, I did not have a clue that I'd have a, a tumour. And I think there are loads of people walking. Now that I've got it, I've found out more people have had tumours. The statistics say there's only 1% of funding for brain tumours. There needs to be more research and I'm happy to be part of that research and that, that I just want to spread the word. Inspectors have found staff shortages have had a big impact on urgent and emergency care services across Kent and Medway. A report out this morning says more work is needed to make sure patients don't face long delays. There were also issues with demand for GP appointments. Amanda Williams is from the Care Quality Commission. Overall, we saw a really positive picture uh, with some good innovative practice, uh, but we did see system 
a system that was under uh, extreme pressure uh, and in some areas that pressure was having an impact on uh, the quality of care that patients were able to receive. And we seem to hear quite a lot don't we about pressures on the health service as a whole and it's not uh, I presume, an easy task to, to make those changes uh, to ease those pressures? There are a huge number of pressures on uh, providers in uh, across the system, particularly when looking at the urgent and emergency care pathway. So we wanted to understand how services in that local area came together and worked together to make sure patients received safe, effective and timely care, and how that system as a whole was supporting those providers and organisations to to deliver the best care possible. We know that urgent emergency care services across England uh, are under uh, enormous pressure and we undertook this programme of coordinated inspections in February, so in the winter and at a time when uh, the COVID-19 rate of infections was quite high. But it was really a good opportunity for us to be able to coordinate those those inspections, to identify good practice uh, and to uh, Uh, enable um, and to feedback to the system to enable them to uh, share those successes and to support improvements where they were necessary. In those areas where improvement is needed what input will CQC have going forward to make sure that those changes are implemented where necessary? For each of the providers where we identified uh, issues and concerns they, uh, the concerns have been raised with them using our enforcement powers and, uh, and, and where necessary that's been undertaken. CQC will work with those providers monitoring their um, improvement action plans and will be in conversation with the system uh, in, encouraging them to provide the necessary support to those providers to make the improvements necessary. Well, NHS bosses in the county say they're investing in projects to help improve services. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Residents in part of Ashford say they're still waiting for their homes to be repaired four months after Storm Eunice ripped cladding from the walls. A couple on Goatley Mere in Kennington claim they're being ignored. They're missing a front fence after panels from their neighbour's council-owned house came loose. Well, the council say they're looking to improve properties or address any weather effect issues without further delay. Another taxi firm in Kent says it desperately needs more drivers to cope with demand from customers. Earlier in the week, we told you how Arrow Taxis in Ashford had decided to close after failing to recruit enough staff. Now Vokes in Medway are trying to hire workers too. They say many left the profession, cutting numbers from 750 to 500. The owner of a distillery in Chatham says they're being unfairly taxed on their spirits. Copper Rivet wants tax for craft spirit producers to be equal to that paid by wine and beer producers. Founder Stephen Russell says current rates make it hard to compete. You're always worried uh, where there are taxes uh, that have to be passed through to consumers. uh, and if if they might if there's a chance that they might go up, I desperately hope. I mean, you know, in a typical bottle of um, of gin or whiskey uh, that was say priced at, at thirty pounds, um, you know, the consumer is paying thirteen pounds of tax, which 
is quite a lot so you would desperately hope it wouldn't go up further um, and you know of course if you know for a small business like ours you know our costs of production are quite high uh, which means that um, you know we are priced in the affordable luxury uh, end of the market and if uh, taxes were to go up um, which as I say I hope they don't um, then then that would mean that we would have to pass those through to consumers who as we all know you know we're all paying a lot more for for everything at the moment and uh, and that would make things quite difficult. Well, Rochester and Street MP Kelly Tolhurst is backing their campaign. Not everyone agrees, though, with concerns making alcohol cheaper will lead to health issues. At Kent Online, you can see the incredible pictures of an Ashford man who's managed to shed 15 stone. Dave Winchester had to stop going to work because he couldn't fit in his car and didn't leave the house for about five years. He says fat shaming led to him finally deciding to go on a diet and slim from a size 6XL to a medium. It's claimed a new restaurant set to open on Folkestone Harbour Arm is going to be a key part of the regeneration of the town. The Lighthouse Tasting Rooms will offer bistro-style dining and a stage for live music. It's been announced by the family who already run the award-winning champagne bar in the former Lighthouse at the ends of the pier. Kent Online Showbiz. The youngest ever winner of The X Factor is going to be performing with Westlife in Kent this summer. Louisa Johnson was just 17 when she appeared on the show in 2015. She'll be joining the boy band at the Hop Farm near Tunbridge as part of their Wild Dreams tour. And Nina Nesbitt's been on the hit list on KMFM. She's told Numi all about life in Kent and her new album. I call it Costa del K. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> We're on the, the Medway River, so we always call it the Medway Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> What's your favourite thing uh, to do around here? Like, where's, where, where's like the best coffee that you get in Kent? Do you know what? I don't drink coffee. So I couldn't tell you that, <laughs> but I could tell you that I love St Mary's Bay. Like, oh, it's so nice to have a beach on the doorstep because I was used to that. And um, in Scotland, being able to go to the beach and then obviously living in London for so long, it's kind of like, oh, I want to get out. But um, yeah, love that. Love going up to Canterbury as well. That's lovely up there. Um, yeah, so many little gems. Um, I imagine the beach here in Kent is a little bit of a different vibe to, to a Scottish beach. <laughs> Do you know what? I couldn't believe it. The first time I went down to um, St Mary's Bay, I was like, I actually feel like I'm in Spain. Yeah. Loving it. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Especially when the weather's like this. You're yeah. just like, am I, am I in England? <laughs> yeah, literally. Went swimming last year. It was great. Yeah, and you filmed um, an acoustic of one of your songs, didn't you, at St Mary's did yeah yeah I did for a song called Summer Fling um, that came out last year. Have you found that moving to like a completely different part of the UK has um, changed your writing process you know have you noticed the difference from when you started at home to living in London to now living in Kent? Yeah like I write a lot more by myself I have a lovely view of the field it's just very inspiring and I can um, the best thing about living here is that I can play music until whenever because there's no like you know close neighbors like in London everything's so cramped so it's nice to be able to just 
create whenever. Yeah, you know you're not going to be annoying anyone at two o'clock in the morning when you're like, oh, I could do yeah. with filming a TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And what's your favourite thing to do when we have this beautiful British weather? What's your favourite thing to do in the sun? Um, well, we have, we have a garden here and that's the first time I've had a garden in like a long time. So I like to just lie on the grass nice. and get a tan and just, you know, feel a bit more golden, feel a bit more, you know, hot girl summer. <laughs> She'll be touring the UK and some of Europe for the rest of the year and has a new album out in September. If you missed her chat on the hit list in the week, you can listen now at kmfm.co.uk. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials for the latest news across the weekend. Plus, you can also subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.